week. Bart, Crow, Karzalek, and Trees ended their session by walking up to the old Solmore Manor. Now, I'm going to give you a little background. Just outside of town, where the road intersects, and you can choose between the worn tracks towards the county fair, the trek back to town, and the winding driveway that terminates at a cliff house. There's a house. This house, even at night, appears to have once been the home of someone with money, power, and fortune. In the darkness tonight, a faint breeze rattles some of the shutters that hang just a tad loose on their ancient hinges. It has been just a few hours after goodbyes were said at the fair, and Molly Fudd almost won it big. A solid second place with some silver prize money, but she's gotten good at not always winning first place. Draws too much attention as a close friend once said. That doesn't stop her from celebrating with the teens around her age at the fair, who she's gotten to know a bit on the last few visits. Rinkobing being a town of only a thousand permanent residents, but host to numerous travelers and crews from distant lands, there are a surprisingly large number of children and young adults that live here on the seaside frontier. Most of them by now are probably in bed. Maybe even some of you went to bed first before quietly prying open the door to your family home or telling your bunkmates at the workhouse that you'd be back later and maybe they jeer, oh, you got a hot date as you sneak out, knowing your own purpose. Tonight, the plan is simple. With your friends from the fair, you're gonna prove that you're not scared. As is tradition in this town, Anybody who can spend a night in the old Soulmore Manor, they're really something. In fact, the legend goes, though it's not really easy to confirm because everybody's got different stories about it, the legend goes that no one has been able to spend sundown to sunset in the manor and live to tell the tale. Drinks were had, jokes were made, and generally, your party egged each other on as eventually you make your way to the house. Now it stands before you, and a quiet falls across you as you nervously let the reality of walking into the abandoned edifice sink in. Standing at this crossroads, a young couple makes their way down from the manor, arm in arm, giggling, and holding a large stuffed animal you saw that you could win as a prize in some game at the fair's carnival. They both have dark hair, and you catch just a snippet of their conversation. No, stop, the girl says in a sort of playful, sort of annoyed voice. Look at me, I'm Kevin Primewater, I'm so important. My daughter has to go off to Legden and to train to go to fancy parties. The boy responds. Ugh, the girl retorts, grunting. The playfulness leaves her voice, and she says a couple of short words and ends with, I said, stop, unhooks her arm from him and storms off into the night. He follows her and says, hey, I was just kidding around. Your dad's not that bad. Wait, Marna, Marna, come back, come back. What do you guys do? 
looks like trouble in paradise. Anyone points a thumb at them, shrugs. Hey, get a look at those bozos over there. They don't know what to get themselves into over at the manor. Yeah, that was it. What do you think? Yep. Probably not. She's probably better off without him anyways. Well, they That's seem like the perfect young couple in love to me. I'm sure they have a great future ahead of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's rich. <clears throat> All right. Um, so these people that are talking, why don't we go around as players here and introduce yourself again, who, you're, who you are as a person and who you are playing, and give us a brief, I want like a couple sentences from each of you, brief description of what they look like. Who wants to start? I'll go first. I'll go for it. All right. Uh, Shannon Shiv Tucker is a uh, a 15 year old boy, but really he's a man um, because he uh, won't hear you say anything otherwise. Um, he's pretty short, but he doesn't. Um, he's a short, well built uh, figure, like kind of thick. He's uh, wearing kind of a dirty tunic. Um, doesn't really have anything really on him except for like a, uh, a, a like a rucksack, okay. um, dirty tunic, round, pinkish, pugnacious face. Got it. One question for you, and I have one question for each of you as well. Um, one question: Have you had a couple of drinks today? Is it, uh, is it, or you you stay away from that stuff? You're not a partier. You, you've been good. I definitely I... do not drink. <laughs> uh, but specifically. Um, our, our Shiv here, uh, Shannon Shiv Tucker. Yeah, it's Don's day, isn't it? Is that is that a day of the week? I can't remember. Uh, let's pull I up. Uh, <laughs> I was trying. I was, I was very quickly trying to pull up the I calendar. I don't got it. remember. I got this. It... This is Star Day. Star Day. That's a drinking day. Star Day, Saturday, which is isn't Saturday. It? It's it's like Saturday, the second of Lamashan. Um, it, yeah. I mean, it was a big festival in town. So yeah, yeah, it's Star Day. Susie Porkchop had a great day. I'm I've had a couple drinks. <laughs> All right, okay. Next, <laughs> next in line. Um, let's let's hear this. Uh, people are probably anxiously wondering, Molly Fudd. Uh, Molly Fudd. So I am playing Molly Fudd. This is Cheyenne Bosca still. Normally plays Bart Fudd. Now playing Molly Fudd. Uh, Molly Fudd is a level three rogue arcane trickster. Let's uh, let's just do appearances. Yeah. That's what I'm asking She for. definitely is um, short, half still a goblin, but definitely more halfling looking than goblin. Probably barely traceable goblin features. Kind of scruffed up looking. A serious look on her face, shock of red hair, um, uh, missing one hand, just having been born without a, a hand. Uh, she's got a rapier on her back and some dirty clothes, and most of her belongings are also on her back because she doesn't, I don't think, live anywhere in particular here. I mean, she doesn't live here. She, um, she lives with Bart back in Schloss Glesher. And a uh, one thing that I'll say is, what is Molly sort of thinking? Because uh, tomorrow you're supposed to catch a, a ship back to uh, Schloss Klesher, actually. Yeah, Molly is, um, and has for a while now, been kind of like trying to 
prove her rebellious worth and is maybe treading down a, an interesting path, but is thinking about that she is probably pushing the envelope and that most of the people that she knows would probably be telling her not to be doing what she's doing right now. But right. she also knows that they're all a bunch of old fools and uh, yeah. she's going to be able to pull this off pretty easily, so it's not that big of a deal. Maybe you've tried a couple of times today to push down some memories of Bart putting you when you were littler mm-hmm. on his knee and telling you a story about when he went along with his parents on some adventure yep. that went bad, you know? Yep. And, and I think yeah. I think even my contact here, my friend here, um, mm-hmm. probably would also would not be very happy with me taking random unnecessary risks that have no payoff. No, yeah, you uh, <laughs> will get more into that um, in time here. But yeah, you've had a couple of people, some old friends and new, be telling you how to live and what to do. And you've probably today been like, well, screw that. I'm going yeah. to win at the fair a bunch of money. And... I'm going to party it up and do something fun with my new friends before I have to go back to muck out the Auroch enclosure in three days. I'll be back home. my last day in the big, crazy city of Brinkley. Yeah, exactly. And you don't know the next time. Or maybe you you probably actually have it it marked on your calendar exactly when the next festival is and exactly how many days it is you have to go back home with your boring family, your annoying brothers, etc. Okay. Next up, let's do... um, Let's do Awa. Okay. Awa Mori is your typical 21-year-old punk. He is a human with brown eyes, black hair, tanned skin. He's not, while he is known to get into a lot of brawls, he's not particularly buff. He uh, takes a lot of beatings. I'd imagine he's lean but durable. So imagine punching a thick, a a human (laughs) chunk sized of beef jerky is probably what it feels like if you were (laughs) him. Like, ooh, it just feels kind of unsatisfying. But mm. yeah, he kind of almost has a perpetual scowl on his face. But that does belie that he is a punk, but he's not exactly mm-hmm. like malicious. Sure, sure. He's maybe just a little rebellious, maybe a little bit of an authority problem. Yeah, and he is definitely jazzed up on that crunk juice after the uh, yeah, fair. Yeah. So not enough to be sloppy, but enough to be a bit overtly bold. When you are 21, I think having one or two of those tall lemonade things with like the, it looks like a bong, but it's actually yeah. just a boozy lemonade or whatever, or margarita. I think those go. will do any human being in. Um, <laughs> maybe you had a couple of those today while watching oh, yeah. all these animals. Like there's, there was a talking pig at one point. There was horse racing. There was a bear who could dance. It was a good time at the fair. Um, <laughs> You played games, you probably won some, probably lost some, spent a lot of your money. It was a good day at the fair. Absolutely. Top it off with some hanging out with some some other punks who want to go and hang out in an abandoned house. Checks out. There you go. Um, okay. And then finally. Hey, I'm Zach, and I'm playing a um, half-elf cleric named Larangar Lichbane. But unfortunately, um, he's also known as Larry Brookie which is what people call him. Um, he is um, a little over six feet tall, but extremely thin. Uh, he has just beautifully braided hair and his uh, very, very clean armor hangs really loosely on his body, which kind of rattles around inside of it. It looks very like cool. he's never used it. He's never used his weapons. And he also looks completely inappropriately happy to be here. <laughs> 
very interesting. Uh, and my one question for you is, mm -hmm. how did you find yourself like falling in with this group uh, in particular? Because there's like, there's lots of people around here and maybe are these the kind of people that you hang out with every day or is this like maybe new for you? Probably somewhat new um, for him. Um, his reasons for being there are, uh, I guess, personal as well as just accepting sure. the deer. Um, he has a day job, so he wouldn't have a lot of time to spend with miscreants. He works in the fish cannery, so he kind of has like that unpleasant fishy smell. <laughs> so uh, he probably doesn't know everyone too well, but he wouldn't know them. Yeah, if they're in around town, you probably don't know Molly super well. Yeah. Um, but these other people who seem to have convinced this girl from out of town to come along on this weird adventure. Um, you guys are all down to go hang out and see what happens here. Um, it's it's like a Saturday night and the whole town is like still pretty awake, but you know that like hanging out with all those people at the festival, that's what the mainstream folks do. They just go and they do the thing, they go home and they have their one meal at the same restaurant every time and call it a night. You guys want to party. You don't want to get kicked out because uh, maybe some of you are too young to be doing it too. So I'm going to read now about this house. Is everyone mentally prepared? Yes. So. Okay. The road to the house winds through the rocky coastal terrain often offering a view of the sea below. Low clouds press upon you. Occasional patches of moonlight appear out over the water. A stiff wind blows in off the waves, carrying the briny stink of churning salt water. So it's this long driveway in front of you. Um, there used to be a gate at the front, it's been gone for a long time. Nothing's barring your entrance. Well, well do we just go in or do we have to wait till it gets totally dark? What do we do? I mean, I'm not afraid. Uh, Shiv starts walking in. Yeah, I mean, no we're gates. supposed to spend the night there, right? All night before the sun sets? Is that the deal? Yeah, I think so. And if there's no gates, no problems. Let's go, guys. Come on. What are we waiting for? Yeah, you're, you're the kids that live here, so I'm just, you tell me what to do and I'll do it. <laughs> uh, Larry begins to walk forward and says, Yes, let's continue. Our destiny awaits us. <laughs> what a teenager thing to say. Mm -hmm. And you start wow. strolling towards the house. What do you know about destiny, Larry? <laughs> Don't call me that, please. My name is Laringar. Oh, sorry, Laringar. Hey, hey Larry, um, can you help me over this uh, this mud puddle? I, I, I can't hop over it. Too small. Here, just of course. help me out. Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thanks, Larry. Okay, so you guys make your way up this path. Um, and let me give you a little description of what it is that you see as you get closer and closer. I think uh, it's it's dark, but not full dark yet. Um, you know, a little bit of moonlight out, 
so it is like visible. You don't have any light sources out, so also your your vision is somewhat adjusted. Though, uh, if you look off in any one direction, like out to sea, even you know it gets it gets pretty dark and you can't see anything. Um, behind you, as you wend your way up this driveway, uh, you can see the lights of town. They're distant, a few miles off, but um, they're pretty bright tonight, and it looks like the farthest south tavern, um, southeast tavern, uh, the Wicker Goat, uh, is brightly lit with a couple of big fires on its balcony, and there are people streaming in the gate, um, coming back from the fair, the last of the vendors that are breaking down. Uh, to your left, if you're looking back, you can see that there's the fairgrounds as well, and uh, they're patchily lit up with people seemingly walking around, breaking things down. You know that today was the last day of the fair. It ran Friday and Saturday, or uh, in our world, um, Fire Day and Star Day. Um, and so Sunday is uh, it's going to be something else in town, actually. But uh, they're breaking it down tonight. You uh, around the house in itself, though, um, this is the only other notable landmark here as you sort of made your way to this edge. Uh, the decrepit house sits on the highest ground in the area. Uh, around it, a stone wall has crumbled in many places, exposing the interior grounds. An ornate metal gate, once you reach the top here, lies open at the end of the road, sl swaying slightly in the wind. Wild flora grows throughout the inner yard, but all the years cannot hide the evidence of a well-tended garden that once sat here. Near the house, the rotted wooden roof of a water well rises out of the tall grass. What do you do? Awal immediately goes to kick that swinging gate. Just it's just big. If it's just swinging around, it's in the swinging wind, around like, in the wind. Like, he he goes just kick it and like kick it open. Like yeah, clank and it swings its full width and slams into the cobblestones and clank. See, that's a good move. I heard that the ghosts get scared if you make a lot of noise, right? So all we have to do is just like make a lot of noise, and it's like you know, as long as we you know make a lot of noise, the ghosts aren't gonna bother us the whole time, right? Ghosts. Yeah, I don't believe that stuff. Come on, guys, look at the town there. There's probably some raging after parties, and we're missing that. So let's get in here and let's just show them that all this is just a load of bull. Yeah, I'm not afraid. Yeah, I'm sure the ghosts are really afraid of loud noises. Shannon, really scared, terrified. If only it were that easy. Molly's gonna go up to the well and like try to poke her head over the edge to see if she can see down into it. Maybe push one of the stones down into the well. Okay, so I'm gonna move you on the map now over to the well. Um, so you, you kind of make your way um, around the circular drive and you spot the well, as well as the front door, which is sort of on a different side of the house. The well is not directly in front of the front door. Is there um, light enough to see or is there not? There is not light enough to see once you get back here, especially. I'm gonna drop you there. Um, there is just not enough light to see anything in clear detail. You make out the silhouette of a of a well and the silhouette of a house. 
Yeah, Shiv can't see like at all, but is totally just going on like uh, braggadocio's confidence. <laughs> yeah. Um, and is also like uh, being like a little protective of Molly's uh, hesitance at the same time. Okay. Um, so as you make your way up to this well, um, I guess make me a perception check. Molly, you said you were doing that? Yep. Molly, that was with disadvantage. Can I what? help? Can I help um, Molly? Like feeling through the darkness? No, you can. If you <laughs> yeah, would like to also totally approach fair. the well, you can. You can also make me a check. Yeah, uh, with if disadvantage. you're doing that as well. Sure, with disadvantage. Got, cool. <laughs> Molly got an eight. So an eight. Good old fashioned eight. Holy smokes! I rolled a seventeen and a nineteen. Very nice. Was plus two is a nineteen. <laughs> okay. Um, so a 19 and an 8. I get I get on all fours and I start smelling around. <laughs> uh, as you're as you're doing that and you sort of like uh, Molly turns around and looks back at you like what are you doing? And um, you look up That's like something. like you you like for, first kind of smile like you're being goofy, uh, and then Molly you see the smile kind of fade a little bit in Shannon's face as Shannon you hear ahead from the well this sound it's like a rattling sound and two very large snakes start winding their way up the well uh oh I hear Slytherin I need Molly, you to tell me what your armor class is. Holy shit, it's 16. <laughs> oh. Straight into it. Oh. Straight into it. <laughs> actually, I think it's 17, actually. 17? Yes. Okay. I want you to know what I rolled. I don't always tell you what I roll, but I'm going to tell you right now because it's important. I rolled an 18 and a 19. Ooh. Oh, nice. That's hold better than my 17 and 19. Um, <laughs> hold on one second here, everybody. Jerk. Rip, Molly. Dead <laughs> at the well. Yep. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> that's, oh, that's how the, next, that's how the, the main campaign starts is up. There's Molly's dead body. You come to the haunted house and she's dead right there. No, um, <laughs> what happens is um, I need to roll damage now as these snakes both bite into you, one into your arm and one into one of your legs. What the heck? Um, Do I have any time to respond in any way? As I'm no, the not heard this you not will yet. in just, just a second. It. You just hear okay. it and then you see this happen. Um, cool. Uh, I need Bart. Sorry, Bart. <laughs> <laughs> I need Molly. Fud. Molly Fud. One of the Fuds. I need a Fud to make me a Constitution saving throw. Eighteen. That'll do it. Very nice. Um, I'm not going to make you make two because this happens basically simultaneously. Um, you do take eight points of damage. Ow! Um, it is um, piercing damage if it matters as they kachomp into you. Um, and I need everybody to roll me initiative. Oh, yeah. Shit. Oh, yeah. 
We're That's in it now. Four. Oh boy. A good start. Ooh, nat 20, picks a 22. Very nice. 17 for old Molly Fudd. I got a 15 plus 3 is 18 for Shannon Shiv Tucker. <laughs> it was like, like, what's going on? Holy shit! Wait, what? <laughs> I feel like that's basically all of our response. <laughs> yeah, like, whoa! Holy shit! Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. now, it's not I thought this was haunted. Yeah, it's, yeah. No, it's, it's just fucking dangerous shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why is uh, Okay, so let's let's go uh, twenty-two for Larry. Uh, next oh, yeah. highest is what now? 18 I don't know. 18 for Shiv. 18 for Shiv. Okay. Molly got a 17? Yeah, 17 for Molly. 18 for Shiv. 17 for Molly. And AWOG gets a 4. 4. <laughs> Solid <laughs> foe. Um, just moving you guys around in the initiative trackeroni there. Thank you, Snakes. Um, now the snakes Thank are going to roll. Spooky snakes! Um, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the nat 20. Oh my god. Snakes. Yes, I just rolled the nat 20 on the initiative for one of those snakes. Boom. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. Uh, then. Holy oh, moly. Dice rolling. OP. But also, um, I'm going to say they are pretty dexterous. That's going to put them before Larry, one of them, in the initiative order, with a 24 on the initiative. Mm -hmm. um, you guys are getting all this info for free. Um, man, you got to dip your hands in ice, man. You are rolling too hot, dude. I'm rolling yeah. too hot. The We're other one too, is going to go yeah, a little We're later. Getting attacked immediately. <laughs> what's your, what's your uh, dexterity modifier, uh, or initiative, rather, Molly? Four. Four? Okay. Um... Roll off. All right, I'll tell you my number. Okay, I got ten. Fifteen. You go after the poisonous snake. Very wow. This is gnarly, you guys. Okay. <laughs> um, first in the order, round one. After their surprise uh, move, there. You're lucky that you saw them. I'll say that. Um. The first snake, which I'm going to call Red Snake. Red Snake, it, it's, it's, sure, it's red. Um, <laughs> it's going to make a bite attack at Molly. What's your armor class again? 17? 17. Wow, okay, this is a miss. Thank God for you. Uh, yeah. That was a, it got a 16 though, um, Ooh, on, yeah. modified. So <laughs> well, Molly is just like whipping around, getting getting backwards, like ah, fuck. <laughs> okay, um, and it's so it lunges at you, snaps, and you and you dodge, and then it's going to start slithering, uh, trying to go into the well. But I don't think that provokes from you because it is right next to you. Um, it just moves into an un, another threatened square. Um, okay, then it is Larry's turn. 
All right. Uh, Larry had been kind of looking all, all around with the holy symbol out. Mm-hmm. And he notices that there's something more pressing. And uh, he yells out, To arms! Our doom is upon us! And he just uh, <laughs> he charges yes. forward. Um, and uh, let's see, how far can he get? He's 30. It, this is on a grid, it's just not illustrated. Yeah, I can um. measure a little bit. Um, okay, uh, he will um, actually run up and try to cure Molly. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Um, cure me! Just uh, she got bit pretty hard, it looks like. She did get bit by two snakes right. at once. They're she very hard. Larry in his leg. Larry, what I'm suffering from can't be cured by Larry. Shit. Well, um, he tries anyways. Uh, he does cast Cure, cure Wounds on you uh, for nine. Wow. Almost like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Wow. Actually, like happened. Oh, yeah. It is actually like nothing <laughs> happened. Wow. Okay. So, um, end of your turn? Uh, yes. Okay. Next in the order, Shiv. Um, I'm going to look up and be like, Molly, look out for that snake. <laughs> I can't see fucking <laughs> shit, Shiv. I can't see fucking shit. I can't see shit either. I'm coming. What the fuck? Like, I'm just saying now. I come towards now, Molly's screaming voice. In in this darkness here, I'm gonna enforce that you cannot like see where they are. Yeah, I mean, you can't Larry, see at all. Good. <laughs> yeah, you, well, but you were able to see. I was being uh, sure. I was communicating like to. Yeah, I was communicating to you that you could see the silhouettes of yeah. things, right? Here in the corner of where you're in the corner of these two houses here, once you get to this well that you saw from afar, it's like it's in the shadow of the house. There's no moonlight. It is dark. Okay. So very, very, very spectacular. Shiv, you are in darkness. You, yeah. You can hear. That I can. Yeah. I can hear Molly. Her. So I'm crawling on all fours towards Molly. You run into her. Cool. <laughs> Sorry. I. I. Where's the snake? I don't fucking know, Shiv. Like a fucking torch. I, I'm gonna get it. I don't have a torch. Okay. Oh, oh good. I I fumble on the ground and try to attack the snake. Okay, make me a perception check. That's what oh, I'll make you do. Pleasure. With disadvantage, because it's I can't see anything. Um, it's dark. No, I, I'm I'm gonna say make me a perception okay. check, and I'm just doing a DC on my own here, just trying to see how difficult this is. Ooh, shoot! Yeah, that's a 15. Um, plus two is 17. Yeah, you uh by using your your turn to run into Molly and fumble around in the dark, you are able to move to a place where you ascertain when you reach out a hand and you feel uh like the end of a snake slither over your hand you're like oh it's right there then you 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 know maybe we see you lash out in the darkness but there's nothing there and it's moved from where you you found it you know that it's in one of the squares right next to you now but that's all you know so am i able to make an attack at it um, yeah, I want to punch you it. Can... I want. I feel it, and so I instantly you're... want to punch it. We're gonna I want to punch this the snake. Like, total cover, right? You know, like complete uh, uh, obscuring. Um, so, is that what the kids are calling it these days? Okay. Um, the can I instead uh, prepare an action then to attack the... to punch the snake? Should it 
uh, uh, should I hear it come into an area near me? Um, or perceive it in any way that is within it's my like range? You can perceive it that it's in your range, but it, it is completely covered in a veil of darkness and you cannot target it with an attack or a spell by the rules. If you can perceive it in a way that you can explain like I've been using my nose this whole time. Yeah, but can you smell where somebody is to place a melee attack on them? Depends on the person. I'll allow you to swing into the five foot square that you guess is um, where it is, but Based basically on, I'm like, gonna roll seventeen or whatever. Yeah, I'm just gonna roll on my end then, like a percentile die, and give it a percentage chance of how much you're gonna hit because um, it, it, it technically cannot be targeted, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think instead, I if I don't know where it is, if I can't punch it and it's already left my grip, I'm just waiting for it to be able to punch other. Oh, and I, yeah, if that I makes can't sense. move anymore, you hold I your action chasing and it. prepare um, to hit it if you can see it or perceive it where you think it will be. Yeah. So I guess I will just uh, hold steady and uh, like uh, look back to Molly and be like. Don't, don't worry. It's run. It's slithering away like a snake. <laughs> All right. Then so next in the order snake ship. is Blue Snake. Don't worry, I got you. Just tried to grab. Yeah. It can see you with its senses, and it is going to make an attack against Shiv now. Are you saying that Shiv is smelly? Is that what you're saying? I am saying that it doesn't need to rely on things like scent. Also, Shiv is smelly. And Shiv is probably very <laughs> smelly. It flicks out its forked tongue and it smells exactly where Shiv is. What's your armor class, Shiv? I'm punching it in the face as it comes at me. Okay. Um, well, my you armor can't class is 17. It. Okay, yeah, 17. That is a miss from it. And nice. uh, you, you just hear and sense like a whoosh of air as it snaps somewhere near part of your body. And then you feel like it, it coils back. Punch it in the uh, face. You don't have the ability to because it's not your turn. But it's attacked uh, me, and I was holding uh, my action to do so. You still cannot see it. But it revealed itself to whatever. Mm, yeah. No, it did not reveal itself to you. By, but that's by the how rules of dungeons. No, it's not invisible. You just can't perceive it because it is oh, dark. Whatever. I'm not going <laughs> to rules. Uh, I'm not going to argue. Uh, it's fine. I'm I'm just saying that if, if you can cite some rule that says that you can, I will let you. But. I'm not going to look into a book right now. I want to play Dungeons & Dragons. Oh, there you go. So then next in the order is Molly Fudd, who also cannot see in the dark and is standing in the dark shadows of a uh, a manor by the ocean next to a well filled with poisonous snakes. What do you do? Uh, like father, like daughter, at least in some ways. Molly's going to be like, fuck this shit. And then she's going to stomp her feet a couple of times. Fast. <laughs> She's gonna cast light on her boots. There you go, you guys. What's <laughs> the radius on light? 2020. So 20 feet light, okay. 20 feet dim. I'm on it. Okay. 20 feet extending, so 40 total feet. Yep. Okay. Boom. Holy shit, oh. it's really big! <laughs> I punch it in the face. <laughs> now you can yeah. punch yeah. it in the face. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. 
Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I'm glad someone had something for that. Because <laughs> yeah. oh, this, this would have been a deleted that. scene, you know? If you guys all died right there, I don't think I would have included this. <laughs> just call this episode Snake. Just call it Snakes in the Dark, and then it's like seven minutes Snakes in the Dark. It's seven minutes long, you guys die, and then we never talk about it ever again. Man, um, I rolled okay. a 10. A 10. Let me tell you if that hits or not. It does not hit this giant snake. Um, I think basically your fist connects with it and it just like bleh, out of the way it's a little bit. It's snake. a snake. Yeah, you punch a snake. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. N so um, your, your attack happens. Molly, you, you cast light. That's an action. So yes, bonus and move you still have as well as a free. Yeah. So is that snake, is red snake actually going down into the well? It's like coiled around the wood part of it, and it looks like uh, it could easily slither on down there if it wanted to. Like, it is now occupying the square of the well from which it originally emerged. Okay. Well. Well. Are these, are, are these, are, <laughs> are these windows? What are these are windows, though? Um, there is a door. Now that you can see here, I'll tell you what yeah. you can see. There's a door right here. Okay. And uh, it is ajar, slightly. And then there are two windows right here and here to the left of the door. And then there are two more windows in the other wing of the L shape uh, of the house here. Uh, behind you guys, like at the border of the map here, is a cliff to the ocean. It drops to the ocean. Okay. That visual I showed you, the, the handout at the beginning where you're climbing up the side here, that's not on this side where the well is, but it's pretty damn close to it. It's on the other side of this building here. Okay. Let's see, I'm trying to think. Take your time and think. You guys, uh, your lives really depend on it right now. Um, I'm going to, with, oh yeah. There are, but there it is. Yeah, yeah. One token is to one square. Um, I might be able to even turn it on. Let's see. Uh, I'm gonna disengage my bonus action over here. This is the there's cliff. the grid. Yeah, you can see the grid now. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna go. Oh, and you moved in, so you cannot yeah. go there. Like you I can't, can't go around. Yeah, no, no, that that is a cliff. That is, um, I'll draw the cliff so you can see it. It's okay. supposed to be where the blackness is. See how you moved a half of your square into a square that was half blackness? That's yeah. a cliff edge. You can't move on that. So we can't occupy those aspects. You, right. You cannot move into the cliff edge. Okay. Um, I was just trying to get around the corner. I'm going to have to reset darkness here. Go. Because you, you went into another map. A secret map. Yeah. Um, well... Would it, would it be possible for me to? I just want to like try to hide against the wall. You can hide against the wall that you are facing here, but the other wall here, Che, goes to a cliff, and you can try to like make an acrobatics check to shimmy around with like your feet on the ledge. Sure. If you want, do you want to do that? Sounds terrifyingly dangerous. <laughs> it does sound very terrifyingly dangerous, and not within the scope of what I think uh, they prepared this map for, but go no, for I'm it. I'm just going to then use my move action to, once I see that there's no way to escape in that direction. Yeah, it's a cliff, dude. Like, I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then I'm just going to end over here. Yeah. And that'll be Molly's turn. 
I, I remember I described this place as a cliff house. It's a cliff house. Wait, that's cliff house. One of the walls ends at like uh, Malibu style. Boom, drop right there. I dig it. I just thought that I could move in those 2.5 feet. You, I would allow you to attempt it, but it will be a dice roll. Yeah, that's fine. Seeing seeing how little space there is. Yeah. Cliff okay. house, you open the front door, it's just a cliff. Like, <laughs> that would be in the foyer, it's just a cliff. <laughs> you guys went around the back side of the house to the well. <laughs> um, it's Molly's turn. You cast light, you use disengage. Yeah, I disengage twice, basically, because I disengage as a move action, then disengage as my bonus action. The cunning action, rogue stuff. Is that how disengage works? Uh, well, I mean, can you not? Maybe it is. So cunning action works. Are you using cunning action to do yeah, that, or are you using yeah. disengage? Because I don't think that you could do both in one turn. Is disengage... Um, is I think disengage is round? a... Oh, well, it's not... There aren't full round actions in this game. This is fifth edition, so... Right. So um, it's move action or standard action? Cunning action lets you use disengage as a bonus action. As a yeah. yeah, exactly. Which it, which is implicit in that uh, it is an action to use the disengage action. That's why you can't disengage oh. and attack, right? You you are using your action to disengage. All right, so, so then I'm just going to stay over here. I'm just going to stay over here. That'll be my turn. Okay, so what happened on that turn was Molly cast light and then disen disengaged using a bonus action as the uh, cunning action. Mm -hmm. That thingy, whatever it's called. <laughs> okay. Indeed, the cunning action. Cool. Moving on. Next turn. Awa, you're up. Uh, to set the stage, so Awa was one of the ones who did not go to the well, so he was still kind of walking up when he starts hearing this ruck. It's like, hey, what the hell's going on? He... <laughs> He starts actually, I was going to play, he starts fidgeting out a torch until Molly lights up the scene. He sees it and what he, his initial reaction, he sees Shiv engaged, like just swinging over there and his instant like fighting, like pugilist instant kicks like, oh shit, Shiv is fighting. I got to get in on this. Okay. So he just, oh. he's running up like, oh, hey, what the hell? What the hell's going on over here? And freaking slippery, man. <laughs> Ah, we'll just pin him down. And so as he runs I'm up, he's gonna, shove, he's gonna actually, he's gonna run up, shove Larengard to the side and dive right in. And uh, DM, I'm gonna ask, uh, yeah. so uh, he has a dagger on him yeah. that, uh, can I just say now to lay it out that the dagger is a monk weapon for him? So any simple weapon that's not heavy sure. or two-handed can constitute a monk weapon. Sure. So he'll have his dagger drawn and he's going to take a swing just he sees what Shiv is engaged with. He's going to swing at Blue Snake with his dagger. Okay. All right. Go for it. Make that attack roll. Oof. Ten. That's a 10. Um, yep. That's not going to be a hit. That's going to be a miss. Okay. No problem. He does get... You got to punch him harder than that, dude. I tried. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sweet. All right. Hey, I hear you loud and clear. One more shot. One more shot. So with the martial arts function, he does get one unarmed attack if he attacks okay. with a monk or a bludgeoning okay. attack. So here comes one unarmed swing. That's a Ooh, 23. 23 will hit. Nice. Go ahead and do some unarmed strike damage to that blue snake. All right, that's, uh, that is... Oh, shoot. Hold on, how's this? Click on oh, the... Uh... Yep. Here we go. Uh, sorry about this. I did deactivate. Yeah, you're one. good. You're good. I'm just gonna roll that. Oh, that's just that's a four. Four damage. And um, let's see here. The snake. Uh, you hear something crack. Excellent, excellent. 
And then he'll look back over at Shiv and Larangar. Hey, what the what the hell's going on? Where these snakes come from, man? What's going on here? <laughs> I don't know, dude. I couldn't see. I just heard them, and then they're here. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and that ends Awa's turn. Okay, back at the top of round two. Giant poisonous snake, red. Gonna make an attack against Awa, who just ran right up into the thick of things while hanging yep. off of the top of this well. What is Awa's armor class? A it's a 13. 13. Um, that is going to be a hit. Um, and let's see what the damage is here. Five damage, and I need you to make me a constitution saving throw. All right, that's five damage, and here comes the con. That is a 16. You save with a 16, and you feel like a little wetness on your arm as you, uh, you wrench it away from the snake that bit you, um, and it, it looks like it's poisonous. It's clear that these things are poisonous snakes. Oh, baby. All right. Okay. That's snake number one's attack. It is going to use its movement to drop into the well. Rude. Wee. Um, I will allow Awa, as it leaves a threatened square vertically, uh, I will allow Awa to try to make an attack at Red Snake. All right, he'll swing with the dagger. This is a natural one. That is a yeah, natural that's one. That's a natural one. Let me right. pull a card. Ooh. Oh boy, you guys. So um, you gave him a gift of an attack. You gave? Oh yeah, there you <laughs> go. And I blow <laughs> it. I just throw it back in your face. Trojan God horse moved Yeah, that was my strategy all along. <laughs> I feel like this is yeah. one of our first natural ones on an attack roll. Am I wrong? Yeah, it does. It does feel um, like that. You have not gotten that many. I'm having sure. trouble remembering any. I think there's been a couple. Horus Basil Hill got two in a row. Yeah. Um, Horus soaking he, up the ones for us. Yeah, yeah. He did a lot of that. So, okay. This is a um, an unarmed attack or a dagger? Dagger? Okay. Um, sorry. Hold on. Just reading it correctly here. Am I reading this correctly? Yes, I am. Um, you mean good things or bad things? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it says you have advantage on your next attack against the target. Grim determination. I think that means you. So you guys got a good fumble uh, here. That's oh. weird. That's, <laughs> it's an awkward fumble. It's not like a, you know, embarrassing or um super shitty yeah this is this is the same one that che just for the reference has another one like the magical fumble on this would be 2d4 chickens appear within 10 feet oh, okay so it's like it's all the things on this card are like huh okay yeah, okay um so yeah you have advantage oh. against your next attack on red snake which is in the so well that, but yeah so that's basically as if it bit him slunk away and it was like Ah, you slimy noodle, I'm gonna get you next time. Yeah, exactly. And he's, and he's bent on like really whooping this snake now. <laughs> okay, uh, so that's that snake's turn. Next up is Larry. Uh, Larry uh, steps forward and now he sees snakes. He actually looks really scared. Mm -hmm. um, like his knees are kind of knocking together. 
and he says, uh, let's um, drive our foes back in the darkness. Um, <laughs> and uh, how, can he see the, the um, red snake from next um, to the well? No, that one, it dropped okay. into the well. Like, like it, it went it rapidly, yeah, like dropped into the well. No, it's, it's a deep well. So he just kind of raises his arms and chants some words and bursts into fiery radiance. Um, okay. The snake within five feet uh, needs to make a constitution saving throw of DC 14. Okay. Uh, constitution saving throw coming right up. DC 14? Yes. Oh, that's a 15 on the die. Um, Alrighty. Probably not so a minus one. Saves. Yeah, it does not have a minus anything to it. Actually, it's a plus one. So, um, what happens? Nothing? Uh, nothing. And, uh, um, Larry kind of slumps his shoulders. Oh, sad, Larry. Okay. Um, next in the order is Shiv. Okay. Um, Shiv is going to, uh, after seeing Larry come up and uh, make that effort, Shiv is going to orient himself over to try to flank with the with uh, Larry and be like, don't worry, don't worry, Larry, we got this. Um, and uh, try to attack this snake and just like try to punch it right in the uh, right that. underneath its neck, like right. With advantage. You know, you know how like a neck, how a snake has a really long neck. Yeah, <laughs> like it's got a really really long <laughs> neck and then like tiny feet yeah. at the end. Yeah. yeah. You're gonna uh, punch okay. it. It's really long neck. You're gonna punch it in the neck. Okay. So, yeah. but you, you're all you're doing it with advantage because you are flanking this thing now. Oh, I forgot that I have Reckless, man. I'm so not used to being a barbarian. You guys are learning new classes here. You're, um, you're, smokes. everyone's like, what do I do? How do I play this character? Go ahead. Um, that is a 18. That'll do it. Yeah, so that is, uh, so I'm just punching it. So that's just a D4 because I'm a tavern brawler. Plus okay. my strength. So that's a three plus four, seven points of bludgeoning damage as I just, ugh. And you hear another crack this time as you crack some of its snaky ribs and it sort of like flops violently a couple of times and then it falls to the ground, limp, but still kind of twitching a little bit. And you are out of combat. I grab it by the neck and hold it up. Uh, you squeeze the last little bit of life out of it as it as it is held up and you have a giant snake now. I got it, Molly. I got it for you. <laughs> I mean, the other one ran away like a snake. M Molly is just going to start pushing as many stones as she can into this well after the other snake. Should I drop the snake in there, too, as a warning? <laughs> Up to you. Never come back. Never come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to try to bury this well, basically, like just like kick, kicking the side of it, trying to like cave it in. Yeah, Awa's gonna definitely help too. with that. Okay, um, as you begin doing this, uh, anyone who's participating in that, make me a perception check. I love those. Nat twenty, let's go. Nat Ooh. twenty, let's go in. Indeed. So, so that get, that makes it's it's a uh, twenty-two. Twenty-two. Nine. Nine. Let's get all the numbers. Is that everyone who's doing it? Larry, a well kicker. Larry's going to kind of walk away from this and take his holy symbol back out and look for vampires. 
There you go. Okay. Okay. Sounds like a good plan. Hey, Molly, um, that was a good idea with the light. You know, that if, if we didn't have light, you know, we really couldn't have punched those snakes at all. She, she, she kind of like turns to you quickly and like juts her jaw, jaw at you. He's like, yeah, well, next time she bring a fucking torch to a haunted I'm sorry. house. Come on. Fuck's sake. I thought that, it would trigger be more like, fun oh. if we didn't have torches, but it was probably a bad idea. With Molly mentioning that, was like, oh, sh shit, right. Good idea, Molly. And he, he will light a torch. Okay. Um, and a torch is how many feet? I always forget. Um, Pull this up real quick. Torch. Yeah, if you can do that, that would be great. Tell me how many feet of 20 light. foot radius of dim light. Oh, no, sorry, sorry. One, bright light for 20 feet and then dim light for an additional Same 20 as feet. light. Same as light. So Same as light. Okay. There we go. I'll add that to your character as well. M Molly will uh, kind of like sidle up to Shiv really quickly and be like, got, got any bees, do you, Shiv? Any, what? What? A drink. Uh, yeah, I got some here. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's some moonshine that, uh, that my dad made, but I stole it. As you pull it out, Molly's going to kind of like uh, shake her head at you and be like, "Booze, but no torches, Shiv." Mm, <laughs> you know, know about that. I it's have my priorities, way. okay. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe a little bit of levity comes back into your evening, you know, as you guys are like, "Well, whatever." There are some snakes, but like we got bit, and it seems like whatever like little wounds they gave you, they weren't like fully latched on, like pumping venom into you bites. They they just scraped you up a little bit and you guys punched it and killed it is the um, way pretty well caved in as so so as you're doing this did i get everybody's number i just want to make sure i have everyone's number i got 20 from you 20 something 20, from you 22 um, from me and then nine and then six from awa yeah what about uh larry didn't make a check larry went yes. over to okay that's what i was waiting for i see um you throw a stone in and the first noise that you hear before this even continues is a clink, like it hits something metallic. Uh, Molly will cast light on the next stone and then kick it down the well. Okay. Um, it drops and you see the tail of a snake sort of wending its way out of the light into some hole deep in the well, like it's hiding. And as well, you find that there's a small stash of silver coins at the bottom of this well. Hmm. What, what is it in, like a box or? It's just a bunch of coins at the bottom of the well. Oh. Fuck. <laughs> I was wondering how you guys were going to react to that, and that's a good reaction. Fuck. How far down does it look? Um, let me tell you how deep this well is. Um, Chip is about to drop the dead snake down there because he doesn't see it. While I will hold her hand, I'll be like, Shiv, wait. Wait. Huh? Something shiny. Something about 20, 20 feet down, um, there's a floor and then there's a deeper, narrower hole that descends even farther. It seems only wide enough for the bucket. Um, and there's like a little bit of standing water in the narrow hole and a little bit of water at the bottom, but it's pretty shallow and you can see uh, with the light, the coins. Um, is okay. there a rough, 
estimate of how many how much coinage is down there uh you'd or have to go down to, t- to count it i mean it's it's more okay. than five i'll say that you know there's more okay. than a few coins that looks like it could buy some more uh alcohol if somebody wanted to go back into town to get some while we stay run down there he spots split the, the, always split the party hey <laughs> <laughs> all looks down oh, and God. thinks about the snake and just Hey, I ain't going down there. Tell you what, Billy Pence across the river, his pants are pretty well off. Tell you what, we shake him down once, we could pretty much get everything in that well and plus some. I'm not going to risk my hide for that. Maybe somebody was trying to shake him off above this well, and that's where all that silver came from. Hey, maybe. You know what, Shiv? You could be right. <laughs> Molly's going to look at both of you and be like, maybe it was you two and you just forgot because you drink too much. Uh, Lorengar <laughs> will walk over to see what's going on and say... I believe those are unfulfilled wishes, my friends. Uh, yep. Molly's oh, gonna be like, sounds hey. like bad luck then. I like that. I like those. I like unfulfilled wishes. And she's gonna pull off like a bandana that she wears around her neck, extend her hand out, and like grip her fist. And a little like ghost version of her fist is gonna fly out of her hand. She's gonna cast oh. mage hand. Send her I don't band- know about this. Send her, band- send her bandana with the mage hand down the well, uh-huh. and then just start picking up all the silver coins and putting them into the bandana. You hear as this mage hand goes down the well, you just hear a faint like hissing and rattling, but the mage hand goes down and puts the silver coins into the bandana. And, and you lift it back up. Yeah. You have 14 silver pieces. Uh, Awa totally jealous. Like he gives Molly the stink eye and jealously mutters, eh, the, the, the talking pig at the fair was a cooler trick, anyways. <laughs> Let's keep going, guys. I think um, Shiv steps back and is like, oh, don't you think it's bad luck to take things from people who are wishing for things? Uh, Larry will walk forward and say, uh, uh, Shiv is right, and I'm, I will guess now that um, whatever wish Marna and Joby made will almost certainly not come true. <laughs> well, fuck them. Make your own luck. <laughs> I'm just so I'm assuming that you know Marna and Joby then, because you're from around here. You, you know. the names, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think you would know that uh, maybe the bar that your dad hangs out at, um, mm-hmm. one of Joby's relatives works at. Yep. Yep. Well, yeah, okay. ghosts aren't real anyways, and I start to try to get into this building. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you try to get in the building through the nearest door that's like five feet from you? Uh, I yeah. Guess. It's open. Yeah. You, you can just let's, walk on in. Do, do you walk on? to walk in. Um, okay. I don't know if anyone's following me. Is everybody yeah. going in? Because if, if so, yes. I need a marching order before you go any farther. I think I'm going first, so I'll be at the door. Okay, so place yourselves outside yeah. in yeah. your marching order. This is exciting. You're going into any, the house. Does anyone have any preference? If not, I would, out of like yeah. uh, no, friendship, I would put Awa kind of closer to Shiv. I feel like they, he just knows yeah. him. Like, oh, okay, if Shiv's going, screw it. I'm in. I think Molly will like wave you forward. Like, no, 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 you first. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, t- oh. Table talk wise, um, Longard does have dark vision, so uh, he would probably see the furthest. But so you guys would also, I mean, front. yeah. Feel free to table talk at all you want, settle on an order. And um, if you if you want to go head for it, Larry, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go up front. That's, cool, let's do it. I, uh, out I, I take another nip of moonshine and hand it around before we go in, as we're all, all orienting 
before the door. You guys oh, all it takes a little take more a, than a nip. A little bit more than than probably any reasonable hey, whoa, whoa, person could Awa. nip moonshine. And Not that uh, much. you don't you don't <laughs> bogart it, Awa. Uh, and uh, sit around. Pass it to the you, left. You guys all make just horrible poo faces when you when you drink it too. Just like oh, every time, and then you guys try to look cool afterwards. <laughs> yeah, my, my dad actually, actually shakes his head disapprovingly and doesn't take any. Oh yeah, he's he's, he's straight edge. Yep. Um, Molly also doesn't take any for what it's worth, but she just pours some out on her hand and then like put it on her bite marks and just kind of. I see. There you go. Uh, so, but you guys are walking in, and the order is Larry in the front, uh, Shannon the Shiv next up, then Awa, then Molly. Okay. That is the way. That is the way. So I'm going to tell you what you see. I'm going to give you a little description of the interior of the house as we put you all in this hallway here. Um, let me just see if there's a way to do this. Uh, no, that's that's working as intended. Okay. <clears throat> so here's the description of the inside of the house. I almost read the wrong thing. Hold on. <laughs> The house's interior is dilapidated and damp, with patches of harmless-looking mold everywhere. The woodwork is generally rotten. Cobwebs and dust are thick, and rubbish is scattered everywhere. Plaster fallen from the walls and ceiling are strewn across the floor, along with the shattered remains of vandalized furniture. Fireplaces, which you can't see any of quite yet from where you are, but you saw from outside, maybe the, the chimneys, um, they look like they're in horrible disrepair even from the outside. The stones missing and some of them scattered around uh, the, the roof. Um, all of the corridors in this hallway like that you're in right now when you first enter from the back side of the house here um, are five feet wide and have ceilings that are ten feet high. Um they have the shattered remains of what used to be probably a really nice rug running the length of these long corridors. Um, all the doors, like the one that you just uh, opened and now one on your right, two in the hallway to your left, um, they're all made of what was probably once really nice and ornately carved wood with uh, iron knockers, though the one next to you looks like the iron knocker has been removed um some of them don't have door handles um the the door to the exterior was ajar the ones inside here are closed and that's what you see and you come to a, a an l in the hallway and there's a door on your right and then a hallway that goes down to the left and uh, you can see larry that it opens the end of that hallway opens into a much larger room. I think Larry would go to the opening into the larger room first. Okay. Since it's open. Go ahead and move yourself your movement speed down there. There we go. Okay. I feel like Shiv is following behind and overcompensating by uh, talking very loudly about like, oh yeah, this is nothing. This isn't scary at all. It smells like, it smells like my <laughs> grandma's house, you know? This isn't, this isn't creepy at all. So you guys go ahead and follow. Um, whoop, wrong room for you. Yep. Oh, yeah, go. I don't know where to go. I'm sorry. There's the L in the hallway, and then you oh, continue yeah. down here. Um, so I'll just move all you guys down there, oh, if that's cool. the plan. No. 
AWOL um, definitely making small talk with Shiv, like talking about how he sure hopes there's some prime hooch still left and <laughs> he's belligerent. Can Molly, um, can Molly do something before she moves all the way in? Sure. She's just going to tie a little bit of twine, uh, like onto something at the at the entryway and just kind of like okay let it fall behind her as she walks. Okay, you tie it on the doorknob of the yeah. of the door. Okay. Um. Okay. So, but you enter this room with Larry leading the way, and um, you're looking now at what you can tell with the light that you have uh, is the front door, but from the back of the house. So the front door opens onto a musty, dirty entrance hall. To your right, a corridor uh, leads into the west wing of the house. The walls are bare and smashed bits of furniture lie upon the floor. Uh, behind you, this corridor leads to the rear of the house. You guys are making me read this backwards. A staircase on the eastern wall climbs to the next story reaching uh, it at a balcony that's above you guys currently that overlooks the entrance hall along its north and west sides. The stairs uh, appear from a first glance to be safe to climb, though the balcony rail is broken in several places. I'm gonna move you guys as you sort of like make your way into this corridor here. Um, do, 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 do. Under the stairs at the north end of the hall, a third corridor leads to the east. So it's really like your classic manor house, right? There's the west wing and the east wing, and the, the back of the house is the north, uh, sorry, the, the it's always, yeah, north wing, there you go. So it's it's like a, the Tetris piece, you know? The, the three-prong Tetris piece, that's the shape of this manor. Okay. <laughs> Got it. You know what I'm talking about? Well, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. West, east, and north are the directions. Yep, west, east, and north. To the south would be back to town. Like, yeah. Um, through the front door. Through the front door, back okay. out to... You were in the garden at the front, and you went around the well that was visible as you sort of made your way around the grounds, and now you're in the back, and you came now to the front. Okay. So... Tell me, I would say let's start talking in directions, um, north, south, east, and west. Um, on this map, it is up, down, left, and right, as you would assume. So should we each just pick a direction and go? Scooby-Doo it right? up. Let, let's go left. I don't know. If nobody fucking cares, that way. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, y'all. This is supposed to be your haunted house in your town. Yeah, I'm not afraid. I've. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's do it. Eh, what the hell? Let's. Yeah, okay. Any direction. Don't matter to me. Let's just see what's good in here. Maybe we can rip something. Yeah, maybe there's more money somewhere. That's With good. AWOL kind of looks jealousy like, yeah, yeah, we'll see some chump change or something, whatever. Yeah, maybe, maybe this money won't be cursed. <laughs> <laughs> Guess All right, so made up shit. where are you going? Yeah, so we're, we're going ghosts, right? Ghosts? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We're going to the west wing. Yeah, so you're going wing. to the west wing. Yeah, I think this I'm episode is the president. The west wing. You find the president. And you see President Bartlett standing there with a, <laughs> a butcher knife. No. Um, Bartlett uh, Fudd. Bartlett Fudd. Oh, man. No, so um, I think I let uh, Larry's six foot frame be behind or I, I are we all going in the west wing 
It yes. seems like it. So. You all have light. I uh, haven't brought out any light, but I think I'm in the torch. lead. Yeah, if you're in the lead, yeah. you need to either bring out light or rely on the light of your friends. Yeah, like which they, isn't hard still... because I'm shorter than everyone but Molly. <laughs> so, walk in the front. So, so your torch is like very easily <laughs> okay. uh, covering. Okay, so one close. detail that you notice as you make your way down this hallway is that the um, right where you're standing right now on either side of you, the wall is not made of uh wood anymore it's made of stone and you look and it's like these are chimneys on either side of you right here yeah check this out these are chimneys guys uh right past that five feet ahead and ten feet ahead a door to either side and at the end of this hallway to the west wing is another door that is ajar uh and you can see at the very far end of it here where i'm pinging on the map but basically if you follow the hallway all the way straight there is a really large, elaborate hearth um, with a mantelpiece. And this room is, even more than the other rooms, just trashed. Like, someone, many someones over many years have fucked up this room. Looks like I found the master bedroom. <laughs> I wonder how these other rooms look. They're probably bedrooms too. Well, let's go in. Maybe I'm going to check. Room. I'm going to step into the super messy one. Okay, you step into the super messy room and other than the mess that's everywhere, like and the items are like almost unrecognizable now. Like it takes effort to be like, what the hell was this? Oh, it's like the corner of a shirt or someone's dress or something because there's a button on it. Or like, what was this? It's a leg of some piece of furniture. What was this? Some upholstery? Is this a bird feather? Did someone eat a chicken in here? Like, what happened? Um, like a rat's nest. It's, it's <laughs> horrible. So other than that mess, though, the walls are totally bare. Um, and in the north side of the room, as you make your way in, um, there's a, a door. It's shut, but it's actually made of glass. Uh, it's like uh, a lot of the panes are busted, but... Um, it leads to a small, uh, what looks to be like a patio on the outside of the house. Okay. Um, How's this for spooky, Molly? I mean, there are way too many fucking windows, but I don't know if that's spooky. As all of you enter this room, suddenly you hear something in a booming voice. Welcome, Welcome, fools! Welcome, Welcome to, to your, your deaths! deaths. Alright, now that's spooky. All Who of you make me that? a wisdom saving throw. You <laughs> <laughs> all rolls an eight. Nice. Molly rolls. <laughs> it was also like, holy shit, the hell was that? Yeah. That cowers a little bit. Okay, let's get okay. these numbers. Wisdom saving throw is a 12. Okay, we got a 12 Shiv. for Shiv, an 11 for Larry, a 17, 17 for, Molly. for Molly, and an 8, eight. for Awa. Everybody except for Mr. Cheyenne, right? Fudster. The yep. Fudster. Everybody for Molly Fudd. 
is compelled to run from the room in fear. You may choose which direction, but you are compelled compulsion, but thank you. to uh, <laughs> run from this room in fear. And Straight you back also now have the frightened condition. How many feet do we run? Um, you can tell me. You have to get out of the room. I'll tell you that. I and run this, all this, the way back yeah, to the main to the, room. Yeah, to the foyer. Yeah, sure. I was about to say that too. Awol bolts. He's like, he's like, fuck this shit. Yeah. <laughs> and without and out of sight of the room that we got scared. Yeah. In. And so you now, uh, wherever you place yourself here, and so that is everybody but Molly. So that means you too, Larry. I think it's more fun if Larry uh, runs off on his own here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, run off through the patio yeah. door. Um, is this is this door open in front of that's me? That's not a door. That's the fireplace right there. Okay. Well, probably can't Let's climb go. the fireplace. You can hide in the fireplace. No, you're compelled to leave this room. Is yeah, what you're. He is out you bust door, a window. Yeah. That's a window. Yeah, he smashes through a window. Okay, I mean, it's probably like <laughs> half smashed open anyway. And you go thump, out into the garden. Um, <laughs> okay, so now where you guys are, leave yourselves there. You, the three of you, cannot willingly move closer to that room for the next fifteen minutes. You are too scared. Nice. <laughs> Molly, you are alone in this room that had this booming voice in it. <laughs> um, and let me see really quickly here. Um, I have to read something. Make me a perception check, Molly. Okay. That's a seven. A seven. Yeah, you look around like, what was that? What happened? What the hell? And you just don't know. It's you. You run yeah. a bunch of different things run through your hand, and you just don't know what happened. Yeah, Molly is going to like just kind of like whisper a shout to the room, kind of like, "Who the who the fuck was that?" And like kind of shaking, like, "What the what the fuck? What do you want?" Well, um, you come out. In and response, I'm going to ready, ready an action to run like crazy. Booming fiendish laughter echoes through the room. <laughs> What's so fucking funny? Come on, show yourself, you big git. Where are you? Um, Larry's gonna kind of shakily produce his holy symbol, and uh, he has a um, detect undead, basically. Okay. Uh, eyes of the grave. It can see undead. Oh, we'll yeah. know the location of any undead within 60 feet. So he wants to know oh, where this 10 foot vampire is. Feet. That isn't. Oh, um, actually, um, if they have total cover, I wouldn't. So. Oh, total cover. Yeah, if it's like through okay. the window, basically. Sure. Okay. Um, or behind me, or in the garden with me. You do not detect any signatures of undeath at all. Okay. So the vampire is elsewhere. <laughs> Yeah, you you, you don't you don't detect that there was anything undead about that at all. Um, OK, so you guys are out of the room in two different locations. Molly is inside the room. Now what? I, um, I turned to Awa and I'm like, give, give, give me something to punch and I'm fine. Honestly, dude, voices freak me out. OK. <laughs> Man, this is oh, yeah, don't tell Molly though, okay? Oh, of course, of course. We're not gonna let any outsider know that we're no we're no we're no chickens. Yeah, I, I mean, mean ghosts aren't real, but I don't know what the hell that was. 
Obviously, it's just someone else is here. They're just... Uh, someone playing a prank on us. Yes, probably like somebody who's like, uh, I don't know, good with magic or something. It's not ghosts. Ghosts aren't real, right? Yeah. Yeah, and if they and if they were, man, they'd, they'd be running from us. <laughs> yeah, dude, come on. I, like, give um, you a punch on the shoulder. As you guys are talking and sort of, like, maybe moving around the room, like, a little amped up and, like, looking around at, at your surroundings, um, you notice that you see your tracks, and there's dust on the floor in here. You see your tracks that came through here. And you notice there's another set of tracks in this room. Oh. Um, they go from this hallway over here, the one on the, the eastern wing, one we to where you guys just came out of. Like someone had walked into the room or one of the three rooms over there um, that you had yeah. been in. Um, and you, you were not the only people who have recently disturbed the dust here. Okay, and they look like, these look like human footprints. Yeah, they're like booted and shoe. Oh, shoe I get down on all fours and smell and look at them and examine them. Do they look like Joby and um, Marna's um, uh, feet? It looks like there are more, I'm going to tell you without making any checks here, there, there are more footprints in this trail than just a couple walking through here. It's like, there's like a trail worn, I'll even draw it, you can see what I'm talking about. The trail is like, from what you can see, it goes, it, it joins, it, it makes sense why you guys didn't see it before, because you were walking that path. But there's like a trail of yeah. many footprints, like maybe they've been doing it a lot of times. You see this? It looks like they're running pigs from room to room or something. <laughs> I mean, not pigs. I'm sorry. I think of, I think too much in pigs. <laughs> uh, no, no, you're right. I freaking knew it. They're trying to pull one over us. And it was going to like lean behind him or look back towards the hallway yeah. where Is Molly, Molly okay? and Larry were and holler. Yeah, he's going to holler. Hey, guys, yeah, someone's clearly trying to scare us over here. And you can hear there is a faint <laughs> quiver of fear in his voice. But come on, they're not going to get us. That's Let's get them before I'm they like get us. Punching him in the shoulder, be trying like, to like, like scared. trying to psych himself. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, oh, where'd you go? Take my Larry, come on, get inside. He Let's kind go. of shakes his head like very quickly. No, nope, nope. And he he kind of like starts to back away, like towards the front of the house to the side. Yeah. And then he just breaks into a sprint and kind of like covers his face so he doesn't accidentally see into the room. And shields his face as he yeah. runs around to the front door. Yeah. All right. Molly will stick his head out the window one last time and shout after me like, Larry, you big scary cat, come back. <laughs> Go ahead and move yourself wherever you want to be. Yeah. You guys are not in combat right now. I'll, I'll chase you around like shouting at you through the window. Scary cat, scary <laughs> cat, scary cat. <laughs> And then I guess um, okay. try to go in through the front door. Yeah, you enter the front door, uh, no problem. The door. You slam it behind me. Uh, the door falls totally the recoils hand. in fear. Like, holy shit! Like, uh, you slam it and it literally falls off its hinges. Like, <laughs> oh, sh shit, Larry, wait, what the hell do you think you're doing? God, oh, I'm, we... I'm, I'm just scaring the ghost. Hey, well, I'm scaring the ghost. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah uh, good, good idea. Uh, uh, he's clearly flustered from that. Molly's just gonna shout boo super loudly. Boo! 
<laughs> it wasn't a recoil like that is to not see it or come like his attention focused on there. Fuck! Come on, guys! We both do. <laughs> Molly just laughs. He's like, God, you should have seen all your faces. <laughs> like I heard you say, it's just somebody trying to scare us, right? Nobody's actually here. Ghosts aren't real, to... Shiv. Yeah, right? That's what I'm saying. But, like, who would have done that? Like, what kind of, like, like some crazy magic person? Do you, wait, do you think that guy, like, Roman, or what's his name, wrote the, the, the all-seer guy that, like, lives around here? You're not supposed to say Maybe his name. Maybe it's him. That's, I, I didn't say his name. Yeah, good. Don't. To be fair, you didn't say his name, so that's, that's actually accurate. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah but, what is it? What's his name? Romeo? I think it's Romeo or something. Like, man, everyone knows Romeo. he's a fraud. He just keeps fireworks stuffed up his sleeves and acts like he's all high and mighty. <laughs> yeah, Romanesco is his name, I think. Roma, yeah, okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, thanks for jogging the memory. But you know what, guys? Like, and uh, Awa is totally speaking with, in the sense of, like, fight or flee, he's clearly, like, he wants to, he does not like being afraid, so he wants to yeah. fight. You gotta beat just, up the house now. Yeah, he's like, let's go. I'd say we find these guys and we show them that we're no chickens. And he's gonna just, it, with without any encouragement, he's gonna start tromping, following the steps mm -hmm. down this hallway with intent to, like, basically okay. kick down the first door, Yo, expecting to find some, like, yeah, fools I'm like trying to fully vibing with AOS energy right now and right behind him, like <laughs> ready to just pounce on something or somebody <laughs> okay. and start brawling. So you have a fork in What's the up, ghost? here. Yeah. Tell me what you there's, got. <laughs> there's two there's two ways to go forward here. As you make your way down this hallway into the eastern wing. There's a door to your right, the first one. Clearly the tracks, well-worn tracks, go into there. Also, they continue down this hall and into the next room. You can choose. You can do both. Tell me what you do. He walk goes and kick. He goes to kick this first door open. This He's first just like door open. immediate reaction. Okay. Um, <sighs> I'm you like all go in. You, you're just like all storm in there together. I mean, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Tell me what you do. Yeah, let's do it. Well, it was aching. If Awa doesn't have his torch, I took tickets. it from him. Okay. No, yeah. Awa so, so, kicks the door open. Yeah. Shiv goes in with Awa. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Barges in. I'm right behind him. We're we're like we're in yeah. tandem at this moment. Yeah, yeah. Like we've been are, in so many fights together that we're just like in yeah. fight harmony, yeah. I think. M M Molly is pausing at the door Ready to look to... inside. You're pausing. She okay. Inside. And, inside. and Larry Larry had like taken out his mace in both hands and was kind okay. of like starting to scream in a very unimpressive way. You're standing and, and, like, and, and, and like uh, ran, ran into Molly's back, I think. You're you're I mean, standing like Steve Harrington with the baseball bat. Yes. Uh, ready to can go. Can I see can I see through this door that it's open now? Uh yeah, you can see through the door. Let me see if I can make it so that you can. Um if you want me just to tap no, no, into it. It is is okay. It is okay. You guys open the door and now can you see? Yeah. So if there's nothing oh. threatening inside Well, Molly, let me uh, now now that I'm just getting the, the the things clear here so then I can tell you what you see. Okay. The only thing of note in this room is a clump of tiny red mushrooms growing around the fireplace in a semicircular formation. Otherwise, the room is bare. There's a fireplace in one corner. Eat the mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> Do the footsteps lead anywhere in particular from here? They lead to the center of this room. And then there are drag marks that seem like things were removed from this room uh, and carried out. All right, Molly will just kind of like sidle in then. Nothing here then. Just 
empty big old fucking room. Like people are getting dragged around or something. There is another door Maybe that seems like being it, it adjoins. Um, no, it, ghosts it aren't real. To the next, the next room. <laughs> AWOL, a little deflated. Uh, is there so although the room is empty, mm -hmm. would there be? Would you say there's like this size to, to try to like rocks or just small chunks this of wood? This room, actually, no. It's it's really no. like some some small little bits of trash, but like really not as much as the other rooms that I was describing. This one is uh, bare. It's it's got a bare floor. Like things were removed from it. Okay. He'll just stamp his foot. Oh, this uh, this is stupid. He's a little deflated too, like with yeah. his initial bravado. Punch kind him of in the out. chest, and I'm like, we're not gonna stop until we open every single room here, okay? And then we're gonna feel comfortable, and then we're gonna stay the whole night until the sun rises. Yeah, it's like not that late right now. It's it's like pretty early in the night still, and you guys are already doing great. So Ma Molly, what do you Molly's, gonna, Molly's gonna point at the door and look at anyone and be like, stick him. <laughs> I run headfirst into it. <laughs> okay. Um, take one bludgeoning damage as the door comes flying off its hinges and it's from from age and, and ancientness. And go ahead and move on into that room, Shiv. <laughs> That's great. This is okay. a lot of fun. <laughs> I can see why people do this shit. Um, yeah. Okay. Aside from a large amount of plaster that has fallen from the ceiling, this room is also bare. Um, make me a dexterity saving throw, all of you, as you enter. <laughs> be good, be good. It's a nat 20 for AWOL. AWOL gets a nat 20. Very nice. It's at oh, 18. Man. I have advantage. Good old Molly. Molly's good at this. 18 for seven, seven. Laringar. Laringar. 14 uh, for Shiv. Okay. Um, Interesting. So, Laringar, walking mm -hmm. in, you're wearing armor. Yes. Yeah. You step on one of these floorboards that uh, vibrated as these people ran across them. Um, and your foot just goes crack right through the floorboard and your leg falls into about midway up your thigh and you fall over. Uh, he screams out, vampire! <laughs> DM, I, I have a request actually yes, with that. Yes, yes. Could, could AWOL use that nat 20 luck and as he sees Larry start slipping through just like reach back oh like oh shit i got you and like reach yeah, back and kind of grab him you you can you can go ahead and have that be your next action absolutely you, you grab okay, him yeah, it, and uh uh he's he's in the floor but you know you're holding him okay all right oh shit i, I got you larry hang, hang on ah damn it yeah he, he instant instinctively tries to pull larry and okay. free him and with, around and also help with just a little bit of effort you guys free larry from the floor but you all look around at the floor, and every time that you move, how it creaks, and you look down in the hole, uh, and it's just dark down there. Holy Please. shit, there, you all right? That was, man, you almost went straight through the floor. I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. We're all okay. Jeez, <laughs> yeah, Larry, maybe, you know, let a fried fish pass once in a while, you know? Always just gonna <laughs> stare <laughs> down the hole in the ground and see if she can see anything below. Okay. Um, let me tell you. You notice when looking at the hole in the floor 
that um, it is, the first thing that you notice is that it is one of the only areas, like in that square even, this five foot square, one of the only areas in that, that doesn't seem to have any tracks on it at all. Um, through the hole, when you look down, I'm gonna have to go to another map to tell you that really quickly here. Another uh, map you say. Yeah. Don't do that, Ben. You'll be loading for three. Really, no, it's actually <laughs> easy to load this. So, you guys are there. Um, you see a room that is larger than your light can quite reveal. Um, just at this angle. Um, and but you do see a couple of things on the walls of this room, and I'll tell you what you see. When I find the number for it. Um, there's a clutter of broken glassware and earthenware piled on shelves underneath this. Uh, and there's three small copper pots laying on the floor uh, amid some debris. That's what you this is see. This is underneath us. That's underneath you. Okay. Is there any obvious stairway down? Um, you have not seen a stairway down oh. yet. You've seen a stairway up. And is this a door here on the far eastern wall? You have not been into every room in this manner by any means, though. Um, so you no. could look for a stairway, or you could try to go down there. You could just down. hang out. You can do whatever. It's not big enough to hop through. You'd have to widen uh, okay. this hole. Got it. Okay. What else do we see in the room we are currently in? Um, it is bare, other than um, the large amount of plaster that seems like has fallen on the floor here. This room also also has like the uh, the drag marks of maybe furniture or goods being removed from here. And then the tracks seem to go out of the room, down the hallway in the direction indicated. And this is a fireplace as well on the far eastern that wall? That is also a fireplace. Um, it is a large stone mantle as well. Got and you can see probably with your light out the windows here, um, you can kind of see faintly in the distance the town of Rinkobing. Town probably looks more safe and inviting than it ever has. Yeah, probably. <laughs> What do you what guys do? You do? Down the hole? Sounds kind of like fun. Molly, I don't like know, it. Molly. Last last time you went to go inspect a hole, we had to pull you out of the fire. Oh, I was, <laughs> I was fine. I was fine. You need, yeah, do you see any snakes down there? No, just just some rubble and pans and stuff. And we, she's going to be kind of like scraping at the edge of the hole with her fingernails and like trying to break off. Okay. You, you break off little bits and and widen it and you see um in I addition the to floorboard okay <laughs> if you guys like widen the hole a little bit if that's the plan here then um if that's what we're doing yeah then you also yeah. see that in another part of the room uh, a bench runs down the west wall um and on the bench there are like jars 
uh, of powders and liquids. Some of them have been opened and spilled. Um, and there's even pieces of what looks to be a chemical apparatus. Uh, there's a table against the south wall forming an L shape with the bench. Uh, a book is open on the table. Also on the table is a candlestick with a tiny stump of unlit candle still in it. And a variety of other items that even in the dim light shine with warmth of pure gold. One of these objects looks like a human skull. Holy this is in the room shit. below. That's right. in the room below you. Right. As you widen the hole to be about two feet wide on either side, you're able to like yeah. cast your light down there and see the whole room. Molly sees that and is just like, oh, yes. Like <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. This is what I'm talking about. And then Molly's going to like pull, like rummage through her backpack where her life is basically. Mm -hmm. Like pull out uh, like the rope on the grappling. Oh, while she boy. does that, while she does that, Awa's gonna slap Larry super hard on the shoulder. Good freaking job, Larry! If you didn't punch that hole, man, I don't think we'd ever would have found this place. <laughs> Just like I planned it. Good job, Larry. <laughs> okay, Molly's gonna secure look, Molly. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. It's come in handy a couple of times. I'm gonna like go back into the other room, latch it onto like the wall or something underneath the door a couple of times, and just like slam. Sure. Like, can I? What is the wall that's in between these two places? Uh, I'm actually on, I, I, there. There's plenty. There's a place for you to secure it to. Okay, you're, so you'd be able to find something on the fireplace that you could okay. write. Like a, it's a solid cobblestone work, and you're you feel confident that you've secured the rope. Uh, give me a second here, you guys. I have to yeah, yeah. <laughs> some crazy shit because what you guys are doing is some crazy shit. Um, <laughs> like I knew that the, I knew the floor could break in places. I did not think about that. If the floor broke, then the party would go maybe through the floor. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking yeah. about that when I made the there, joke. I, I, I think I, it's, it's like <laughs> it's written in a way where it could easily be that someone goes through the floor and doesn't come back up. Um, sure. But you got to yeah. Okay, so it'd be a shortcut to the boss this way. <laughs> we finished the adventure. Good job, everybody. <laughs> you got oh, the golden skull. Okay. No skull of Manakura. Weird freaking wizards with like weird chemical stuff here. So I'm gonna put you guys on this map here. This is gonna be great. I need to make sure that I copy the light settings so everybody can see. Um, well, we're in this transitionary period. Can I just say how much I love playing with all of you with new characters with like oh, our oh, previous yeah. established rapport and now translated to new characters and just like it, playing it, around? It's so well. Like it's it, so it seems like you guys all naturally fell right into it. Yeah, um, the difference between this first episode and the actual first episode. Yeah, no, right? <laughs> yeah. Big time, big time. Well, that's strangers yeah. rolling dice for you. Yeah, um, yeah. There you go. And I, I'm trying to communicate it. I'm not sure if I'm doing it too well, but just yeah, for clarity, if Awa is like a little bit of a dick to Molly, he's <laughs> kind of like he feels he feels threatened. Is like a 
Like he he normally sees himself as like, yeah, you know, I, I like to call, I like to think I call shots in this town, sure. even though he's like a twenty nine year old punk. And here's this clearly cool, calm and collected person. Way cooler. Yeah. yeah. I'll show you us wrinkle beings aren't cowards. You know, you don't know anything about this place. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Molly is definitely doing yeah. She can tell that you feel vulnerable and she's playing with you a little bit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we aren't insecure at all. Obviously. Okay, so hold on you guys. You're on the new map, right? Yes, we're in an itty bitty room. You're in an itty bitty room. So the process is here. You guys lower yourselves into this room. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I'd okay. be willing to go first yep. if no one else uh, is volunteering. Molly will wait. If somebody wants to just hold some light for me. Yeah, I'll drop I mean, in. I can cast light on something that you have when you go down. <laughs> I yeah. don't have things. You guys can I get have, down there. You guys all I have my go sack. Down there. You can cast it on my on my sack. It'll be a good luminous light on my back, sure. so it doesn't. You, on your backpack me. that that sure, lights sure. up the room. And That's I'll, fine. I'll just, I'll just follow right after you, so I'll cast light as well. Just like yeah, you, you guys are you're you're down in the room. You make it down there in in an order. Um, you notice one thing right away when you get down here. There does not seem to be a door, obviously, in any of the walls of this stone foundation room that you're in. That's the I first think that thing that strikes you. Hook was a good idea. Yes. What the, the hell second, is in this room? Oh, the second thing that strikes you about this room is how many items in here seem to be so much better preserved than the wreckage that you saw above, right? Everything above showed signs of being heavily tampered with, aged, decayed, and looted. This room does not appear to have weathered anything but the effects of time. In every area except where you land, there is undisturbed dust. A thick layer of it. So I'm going to go over again the components of things that you find in this room, and I want you guys to tell me what you do once you're down here. Um, there's a golden set of items, including one of them prominently is a golden skull. There's a book on a table. There's all sorts of powders and vials and jars and, uh, you know, looks like alchemical supplies. Uh, there's basically a alchemy set on one of the tables as well. Uh, Lauren Gar will just kind of absently walk over to pick up the book, and blow off a bunch of dust, and okay, see what it says. See, this um, is where the wizard was doing that weird magic thing with the voice. Okay, they're not ghosts. There's no <laughs> ghosts. Okay, ghosts. <laughs> um, it the title of the book as you blow off the cover. It wasn't open to a page. It was just sitting oh, there. Gotcha. Okay. Um, you blow off the cover and it says, "Ye secret of ye philosophers stone." <laughs> Wow, I throw that to the to the rest. What's a philosopher's stone, anyways? Everybody, what? make me an Arcana check. 
That's a 10 for AWOL. But I would say AWOL has no knowledge of this stuff. So I would, yeah. I would, yeah. Like, sure. I would say he fails, 10, honestly. Like, it fits it. Fits 11. it. 10, 17, 17 11. Um, both Zach and Che, your characters have heard tale of the Philosopher's Stone before. It's a stone that is able to tr change matter from one state to another with no energy. It's able to change matter into other types of matter. And rumors are that it could grant the wielder, the sole wielder of it, eternal life. Um... Molly's gonna flick her wrist and ca cast, clench her fist again, cast Mage Hand, and go over and grab the Golden Skull. You grab the, the Golden Skull with Mage Hand. Yep. Okay. Awol's um, gonna make some totally like asinine motion, almost kind of like a warning sign that he probably learned from some drunk pirate, like because he is just a little superstitious. Like, oh shit. Okay. This is. I don't know about this. What do you do with the skull once you've grabbed it? <clears throat> I mean, I'm just going to pick up the objective of this was to pick it up and they float it over towards Larry. And yeah. Like, you figure maybe he philosophizes his head into gold. That's why um, he's got this golden skull. So you, you bring it to your hand and put it in your hand? No, I'm not holding it. I'm holding it with Mage Hand. So you're holding it with Mage Hand in front of you? In front Levitating. of Larry. In front of Larry? Yes. Okay. Um, while holding this there... Um, you just you get a good look at it and uh, make me a perception check. Perceptioni. Uh, you and Larry. Yeah. Seventeen, I think. Yes. Fourteen. Okay. Um. Damn, you got a lot of perception there, Larry. <laughs> yeah, fair amount. So you guys uh, are both able to see that something's not quite right with this skull. Like it's, um, it doesn't look like the right proportions and they're a little bit off and you look at the teeth and it's like, wait a second, those look like the lines where the teeth are, look like they were like carved into a block of something that was turned into gold. Like it doesn't look like an actual human skull anymore. It looks like a representation of a human skull that shines like gold, maybe gold. You don't really know. But it's, right. it's the, the thing I'm trying to impart is that it seems like there's some uh, aspect of man-made craft yeah. in Crafted. making this thing. Molly will kind of bring it in front of her, uh, her face then and be like, wow, he's a fucking ugly git. <laughs> and then just going to put it in her backpack, like stow it in her backpack without ever touching it. Okay, make me a wisdom saving throw, Che. Let's go. Natural 19. Let's go. Natural 19. Okay, cool. Um, That's just a okay. 19. No modifiers. Yeah, I'm logging that here. Um, nothing seems to happen. Um, yeah, and Molly's going to kind of look like a little bit like defiantly at everybody else, like waiting for somebody to tell her to not. To not take bag. this. Yeah, like, it's my skull. Yeah. My golden skull. <laughs> Hey, well, it's like we're we're split, we're splitting that, right? Hey, I mean, we're all in this together. I mean, come on. There are some other prominent golden <laughs> objects from which uh, the skull was also stored next to. Uh, there's a an apple. There's a golden rose. Uh, there's a set of small five discs. Um, there's even some coins you can see. 
Like, if you guys want to, like, loot the room, you're welcome to start looting the room. Yeah, actually, Awa will walk over to the uh, the chemical setup. So I'm assuming there's, like, a still, yep. all the tools. Yep. And he'll he'll mutter over to Shiv, like, Hey, Shiv, I remember seeing these, remember seeing these things on the wharf? They ship them in boxes. I hear these things go for a lot. I don't know when we get it down, but I say when we're out of this place, we swipe this, bring it with. Yeah, uh, I'm... Yeah, man, sure. Uh, <laughs> um, so where Shiv is at right now is Sh I think Shiv is feeling ca claustrophobic and um, like, like, oh, there's some weird, creepy wizard shit. We're all trapped in this tiny room. I'm feeling like a pig in a cage. Yeah. Um, is there a way there. out? Like, I think, there's yeah. no door that you can mm -hmm. perceive in this room. Okay. Um, there's, you know, there's shelves on the walls primarily is what you notice when you look at all the walls looking for a way out via a wall. It's like a, it's a workshop in every direction and every inch of this place is covered in some sort of thing on a wall. Um, cool. Above you is the floor with the hole in it and there's a rope. That's your way out most obviously. Okay, I think with that context, I'm like, uh, yeah, man, this, I, I don't know. I don't recognize that stuff. Um, I'm feeling a little, uh, like, I'm feeling like a pig in a cage. Uh, maybe one of us should be at the top of here, because this is like, uh, there's no way out of here, right? Is there a way out of here? Doesn't look like it, really. Come on, How did all this stuff get here? I'm so confused about this place. It's very perplexing. Um, I mean, oh, sorry. Go ahead and reply. Go ahead. Oh. I mean, come on, guys. We all know. We, don't tell me you haven't been in a tavern that doesn't have a trap door in the back for a quick escape. There's got to be something here that can get us out of here, aside from you know, climbing back up. And the little pyro in him will absentmindedly, just for flavor, light the nub of candle that is still there with his torch. Shiv jumps onto the grappling rope and starts climbing up it. Okay. <laughs> so you guys start you here. climbing up the rope. <laughs> That's me. As you I'm get to the the top of the rope and you start and you, you claw your way up to the, the, the next room um, you just look down at the hole from where you came and you see this light not the light of the spell not the light of the torch but this blue light start to swell and grow and the boards under your feet start to shake and a figure goes and uh, I guess uh, rather emerges from the wall um, and utters in a loud booming voice that makes the booming voice from before sound like a child's and it responds to you. No way out. You and these items will remain here forever. A figure of ghostly mist apparates. He's wearing a long pointed hat like that of a wizard and ruined cloth, but he seems not quite all the way there. And we will see you next week. Mentally oh, not all the way shit. there. <laughs> 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 <laughs>